0: So, when the pandemic started and our world completely shifted, gosh, a year ago now, so crazy. There was a lot of thought and concern, like how essential are veterinarians and how essential are dermatologists? Like, do we shut down because we, you know, 99% of the time are not life-threatening? And what we've obviously learned more now than ever, as all veterinary clinics are so busy, is how essential and important what we do is. And I think even as a dermatologist, more and more so, I realize that. You know, when the world started shutting down last March, it was right in the beginning of spring pollens happening. And unfortunately, a viral pandemic does not stop pollens and allergies from happening. And we were just getting so many calls of people wanting to know how to manage their pet skin disease, but then obviously being fearful for going anywhere. And just like everyone else right now, um, when this past summer happened and the vet clinics really started taking off, we've never seen more cases or a longer wait list um, than we have right now. And what I think is really important to realize is sometimes it's easy to ignore dermatology, Um, to not think it's that big of a deal or an itchy pet. You know, if an owner calls in frantic or frustrated, um, they're not something – that we have to fit in that second, or they're not that big of a concern. And and listen, we have to have life balance. We have people we can't just fit in right away because they're flaring. Um, We definitely have to have our boundaries set up for that. But I also think it's important to look from a client's perspective when these things are happening rather than just brushing them off. Um, When we look at the veterinary client-patient relationship, Repairing that relationship between the client and their pet is what ends up instilling trust in us as veterinarians. And we know through several polls and year after year that besides wellness visits, itch is the number one reason that pets, especially dogs, are going in to the veterinary clinic. And what's even more frustrating than just a pet being itchy is there's so many other problems that can happen. So secondary infections, I think, are one of the most difficult things we deal with in dermatology, whether you're talking about the skin or the ears. And that just adds additional frustration. So when I think about what affects a pet's quality of life with uh, still just focus on allergies and take away even autoimmune diseases and everything else – Um, one itch obviously is extremely frustrating. If you've had an allergic dog and they're keeping you up at night, licking and chewing and scratching, and all of a sudden the dog's not sleeping and you're not sleeping, that absolutely affects your quality of life. If we talk about pain, now pain and itch are different, but pets can become painful if if they cause a you know, a really bad deep pyoderma or especially ears, like really swollen edematous stenotic ears can be extremely painful. We can definitely see a pet's behavior change from when they have a really aggressive ear infection and a swollen ear canal to even a month later when we've resolved that through appropriate therapy. Um, I've had pets come in um, wanting to lunge and bite. And then within one or two rechecks, curling up on my lap. Like I have actually had that happen with a patient because they were so uncomfortable when we were uh, seeing them for the first time with how endemitous and painful their ears were. Odor. So if you imagine, let's go back to ears, a dog having pus draining out of their ears or say really bad skin fold dermatitis with pus. And they're rubbing on your couch. They're rubbing on your carpet. They're trying to rub their ear on your baby. Like, and all of a sudden, everywhere you go smells like pseudomonas. Like, that affects your quality of life, too. And then appearance. People get pets because... They want to love on them. You know, they adopt a dog, they want to go on walks around the neighborhood, they want to go to a dog park. And all of a sudden, if they have such bad pyoderma because of their unmanaged allergies and they have no hair and they're red and they're scaly and they're itchy. Owners can be ashamed to bring their pet anywhere because they think people will assume they've got mange or something infectious or their owners aren't taking care of them. So it's important for us to realize there's lots of different aspects of unmanaged um, skin disease and even sometimes those difficult Manage skin disease cases where there's so many ways that owners are affected. And if you watch a lot of lecturing, I do, especially about allergy dogs. I like to bring up a paper um, from 2019 in the Vet Dermatology Journal by Spitznagel, um, and it's about caregiver burden. If you Google vet dermatology caregiver burden, you can probably find it. Um, It was in edition 30 it defines caregiver burden as the range of problems encountered while providing informal care for a loved one with an illness. Now, caregiver burden is usually used a lot in human medicine. So think of a child caring for an elderly parent or someone caring for a spouse that has a chronic disease. Like what are all the problems and tribulations that are going to happen as you're trying to care for them? Well, they've actually been able to look into this um, for pets with skin disease. In this particular study, we saw, uh, well, not weeks, I didn't do the study, but they saw that there was higher caregiver burden in dogs. Dogs that presented to dermatology compared to general population. Well, that's not really surprising, right? Like pretty much any specialty that's seen beyond the general population and wellness exams, you would expect there to be some form of higher burden on those owners. But why I always um, quote this study and bring it up and think it's important on the podcast today is this quote. I think most importantly... A dog with well controlled skin disease is effectively the same as one with no disease. So that just goes to show that we can essentially, even with these owners having to medicate, having to bathe, and having to give medications, and having to allergy test or switch their food. And every owner's different, right? Like we're going to have a different commitment from owners, a different willingness, different finances. But in general, if we make the effort to see these pets, to really talk to the owner and empathize with them and find a plan that works for them and their pet, and that's going to be different for everybody, we can restore that quality of life essentially back to that of a normal dog. And for me, that comes down to communication. um, That comes down to empathy, as I said. Um, It also comes down to setting up long-term expectations. So whenever I see a dog or a cat um, or the occasional horse I see, and they are doing well, I always tell owners, here's what a flare looks like. Please call me right away if that happens. The more proactive we are and the faster we get ahead of them having issues with their skin disease, the easier it is to control. I plant the seed that we should expect that a flare could happen. And you can relate it to people, as we've talked about on other episodes of the podcast. Just like people, you can just have a certain season where your allergies are worse and you're you just say, like, oh, my allergies are so bad this spring. Well, dogs and cats tend to manifest that through their skin. So if we set that expectation up for the owner, I think it helps with things like caregiver burden cuz they know what to expect. If they're on a certain protocol of medications and they're doing really well, and then all of a sudden they get one ear infection because summer is here and they just want to say, "Well, this isn't fixed or we need to change meds, it's not working anymore. We didn't really set up a realistic expectation for them. Maybe we just need to treat that particular infection and then the pet's actually on a great protocol for them. It's just flares happen." So I hope that's helpful as far as just looking at Um, frustration with skin disease and client communication and this caregiver burden concept with how important it is. Um, And now more than ever, I'm just seeing how essential it is for us to manage these cases appropriately and communicate with owners, especially with the limitation we have with many of us still doing things like curbside service, Um, communication with handouts, with your staff communicating with them, with us taking the time to talk to them Um, having resources for them if you're short on time and can't go through everything in the clinic is just so extremely important. We know people are home more now than ever staring at their itchy pet and having it bother them. Um, So we do have to relate to owners. Um, And you know, if you can't get them in right away, I have owners that we set them up for a recheck and then we'll at least give them something to do like increase bathing. Um, if they're on a particular medication and we went to a lower dose, you know, maybe we need to temporarily increase that dose. Um, just giving them something. I don't like to just tell them to start antihistamines because I really don't find those effective for itch, but other things like frequent bathing or seeing what medications they are on. If we just need to change the dosing, you know, based on, particular, um, dosing that they're on. Like we know summer, they always flare, so they need to increase their medication to daily instead of every other day, whatever that is. We just want to make sure we can meet people where they're at, um, and really help them get through this tough time. Spring is coming again. We're still in a pandemic and spring allergies will not stop because of COVID-19. so we just want to adjust our thinking when dealing with these chronic cases.